This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hey, Spotifyers. Click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Okay, welcome back to Swan's Cast, everyone. Um, as you can see, I've had a fresh trim this week. Just uh, just come back fresh from the haircut this uh, hairdressers today. Unlike uh, Lee, when was just, the last time? Just, you... Go on. Just for the show, you had your haircut. Yeah, just for the show. If you're watching on uh, on YouTube, you can see that. But um, unlike Lee, probably needs to go soon. I would say. When was the last time you? Yeah, I haven't had. I haven't had my haircut since before COVID, wasn't it? Before COVID. So when we went into the first lockdown, I was desperate for a haircut then, and then I've just let it go ever since. And now it's gone too far. Now I can't cut it. Got, gone too far. Get on trimology, mate. That's where that's where you go these days. I long now, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so, quite long. In the comments below, let us know uh, if you're based in Swansea, where do you go to get your your mop chop? So yeah, I I went to Trimology. It's uh, they're popping up everywhere now. Good one, they are. Good one. Yeah, end of your road. Yeah, don't disclose which one. There's five options, but to leave that down to oh, yeah. imagination. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's been um, I say I still say it's been a positive week to be a Swansea fan. Um, obviously, we already spoke about it, but we had the derby win. A really good win, really enjoyable win. And then the next two matches, we we were sort of, you know, we were talking about last week, it was West Brom and Birmingham. Um, so that's what we're going to have a look at today. But before we get there, just want to say a big shout out to everyone that subscribed in the last week. So last I checked, we're on 413, which is amazing, really, because I think the last couple of videos before that, I was shouting out a call out to sort of get to 400 that was our little target to get to next and after the card of victory we smashed it so um thanks to everyone that did jump on board and subscribed don't forget though if you are not subscribed just click that big red button really appreciate it we are ultimately trying to get to a thousand our next goal being 500 and we did say when we get to 500 we'll do some sort of giveaway as well so you know stick around for that we'll obviously talk about details when we get to that target and um Let's see if we can get them maybe by Christmas. That would be good. That would be a nice uh, Christmas present to get halfway to a thousand um, 
and then it'll be coming up to nearly a year when we've been doing the podcast as well in January. So oh, yeah, good good start, good start. Anyway, let's let's get to the uh let's get to the actual nitty gritty content. So first game off the back of the Derby win against Cardiff, I think we were predicting maybe to get a not not get a hangover, but to have a hangover in terms of the performance a little bit because we're playing West Brom, second in the league. Uh, I believe they only lost one game before before this game. Tough, tough opposition, really. They came down from the Premier League last year. Many people tipping them to go straight back up. We were saying maybe just put up a good fight, I think, is what we were saying before going into that game. And we've come out of the game 2-1 winners. So uh, you were down at the match, yeah? Yeah, was it? Full disclosure again, just... I'm unable to attend all of the matches due to my work commitments but get down there when I can well I did actually watch the second half of this one so um, you can introduce us to like maybe what you saw uh, at the stadium yeah I was fully expecting like not to get a result but as you know I can be quite negative sometimes I just thought after the Cardiff game guaranteed normally we lose the next game don't we? I think last year when we won the derby away we lost the derby midweek and we were horrendous weren't we? but yeah, I just I thought it was going to be a game too far, and then when we went down after like fifty seconds, it's just like oh here we go, and it was absolutely hammering down and trudged down in the rain. Absolutely Can you sort of like um, explain what happened with that goal? Not really. It was just a bit of a I don't know. It was just a bit of a mess. It just seemed I don't know. We were a bit all over the place just in the first sort of well, it was fifty seconds. It just seemed to be everybody was all over the place couple of like deflections I think Cabango sort of came out late so he kept the player on side and yeah he was just yeah I think it was just one of them the ball went into the wrong area a couple of wrong deflections and like had gone into their path and then yeah, yeah it was 1-0 Carl and Grant to um, the goal yeah and then to be honest it looked like that was going to be the theme of the game because the next like sort of 10-15 minutes they had a couple of other chances where they kind of opened us up and he thought, oh my God, they're going to run away with this. But then I thought, I thought they were brilliant then, the Swans after that. I thought they were absolutely brilliant. I said on the podcast before, I just thought if they can just compete with West Brom, you know, even if we had like a 1-0 loss, if they can just compete with them, yeah, I'd be happy with that. But to actually dominate the game, I thought, especially second half. And they, they sort of held their own towards the end of the, end of the first half and got in. And then second half, I thought we were the best side on the pitch. It's probably probably a better performance on the Cardiff game, I think, second half. I think um, <clears throat> the derby itself is always quite an individual event. Like everyone says, form goes out the window, so it's hard to judge like either way on that. And I think I said it in the podcast last time, this is the game where you show... It's more of a real test of where we are. You show the progress. Can you like back up that win against Cardiff with a win against West Brom? Because that's a statement. And that's what we managed to do in the end. So yeah, it was a bad start, as you touched on. Uh, obviously, yeah. the, you know, conceding within the first minute or two, it's never a good sign, especially when you're coming off such a high. It's like, oh god, are we coming back down to earth here? And just look at Twitter because I was in work at the time, and you just see everyone like, oh yeah, Swans are sent back down to earth, like straight away with uh, conceding so early. And it's like, right, okay, there's a long way to go yet. Um, obviously, I said I watched the second half, and for me, like the more the more the half went on, the more we grew into the game, and yeah, I just think we were good good credit for a victory in the end. So against West Brom, we had sixty seven percent possession uh, to thirty three. Now, 
even though the second in the league, it's not really su- surprising we managed to control the ball against them because they play. If you remember how Barnsley played last year, it's quite similar. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he, the manager's moved from Barnsley now, Ishmael, to West Brom. And one thing that is key to point out is they didn't have Alex Mowat um, playing, who is kind of the central to that team. I don't know if it would have made a difference, that. but. I saw that, and um, oh God, I forget the player's name. There was another one that was up as well. It's really good for them. Can't remember his name, but um, I thought like they've got they've got the, the size of their squad and the players they've got and the resources they've got. They've got one you know, one player injured, then you'd still on yeah. paper you'd still fancy them to beat us. Um, I just thought again, like second half, like you said, we just kept growing into it. Um, and just I you know I just feel it. I just thought we could, we can win this game. We could definitely I thought we could definitely get a point here. And then when we scored the first goal, I thought oh yeah we can de- we can definitely win this game. We deserve to win it. And Cham came on the knee at half time. I think Downs went off with a with a knock. And then Corey Smith went back into like the role that Downs was doing. And I thought yeah. Corey Smith was brilliant. And then um, bringing in Cham on. Mm-hmm. I I've never seen us look so effective all season. Like when in that second half, even though we had sixty percent possession and normally we don't really threaten, we had. We were cutting them open. There was a couple of close offside calls, wasn't it? Yeah. We were just cutting them open all the time. So I was going to talk about the offside. So in terms of being effective attacking, uh, we had nine shots, three on target. They had ten, six on target. So quite even in terms of the official chances created. However, it doesn't factor in for the amount of times that we nearly broke the offside trap. There's a lot of calls for people saying the ref wasn't doing a good job at managing the offside or the linesman, I should say. But I think on replays and stuff, you could see they were all tight, but perhaps marginally got them right. But and it's not, I'm not, it's not Joel Perot getting it wrong as as such. But their defence, that's the way they're playing. They're playing the high line. They're trying to run up and catch him offside. So you know, like we had, we had others in the past like Bafton Bigomis. I love to be offside, and there was a bit of a meme in the end. But I think here it's a bit different. It's like he's got to keep trying that run. He's got to keep doing it. Doesn't matter how many times he gets caught offside, because the one time he's not going to get caught offside. And guess what? The one time he got it right and he didn't get caught offside, he runs through, and I think it took a while for him to bring it down. Whilst he's also uh, trying to hold off one of the centre backs, I can't recall which one it was. It might have been Bartley. I'm not sure though if it was Bartley or not for his goal. But uh, it does a good finish in the end as well. It puts us one nil up. But um. That's why he needed to keep trying it. I think they utilised him more in the second half. Ball over the top yeah. or just a ball through. through it obviously, uh, it obviously identified something because you never you never really see Perot playing on the edge trying to get him behind. He can sort of up steep quite a bit, doesn't he? But um, that's perfect. I just just to say about Perot though, how nice is it having a striker that you know is just going to finish his chances? And he went through one on one. I had no doubt that he was going to put that in. He was one-on-one with the keeper. Yeah. Sometimes you have a lot of time to think about it, don't you? I just thought he's going to score. Yeah. We've had so many chances like that in the last few years where you're not really not really confident that we're going to score. But to have a striker now that whatever chance you give him, he's putting away. I just, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So we had two big chances. Obviously, we scored two goals. Um, and it was in total of six offsides. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were all from trying to do that ball or something similar. Uh, maybe it was one or two different people. Bidwell might have been one. Uh, but the assist come from, guess who? Jamie Patterson. So Patterson to Peru again. Nice partnership dwell in there. Another another goal contribution each for both of them. And, I mean, yeah, he's 
Patterson's coming key as well. I saw someone tweeting out on, um, I think it might have been, oh, I can't remember who it was now. It was one of the football podcast uh, accounts that was tweeting saying, like, name a better free sign in in the championship than, um, is it Dowell for Blackburn or something yeah. similar? I I was just thinking, well, I think Patterson's got to be up there as one of the, the best for this season with his uh, goal contribution so far. If he keeps that up with the assists and goals that he's getting, you know, you can't, you can't ignore that. Yeah. I was I was totally wrong about him, I think I said in the last one. I just thought he'd like naturally, like, because Cham looks good. I just thought when Cham was fully fit, the Patterson was going to drop out. Um, but you just you can't drop him. You can't drop him at all. Can't drop him at the moment, definitely. Um, <clears throat> same with these over-the-top balls as well. Peru has a second one later on that. I think he could have got another chance out of, but I think he took the touch. He brought it down a bit worse, put himself out wide, and then by the time he got to the goal, he couldn't have a shot. But it was yeah. dangerous. It, could, it nearly worked a couple of times. and Obviously, we exploited a weakness of, of West Brom. And to be fair... I was gonna say we beat obviously we beat Barnsley twice last year, but then it was under Steve Cooper and a different style of play, completely obviously different system, different manager. So obviously it can't be linked, but um, the team I guess itself obviously has done quite well against his system, but it doesn't seem to matter how we're playing. We found a way each time, because obviously that his system's been successful. Barnsley got to the playoffs, and West yeah. Brom have started off really well this year. Yeah, but I think I yeah, West Brom had only lost one game all season before that. Yeah, and we did we deserve to beat them as well the way that we were playing. And it shows that what we're doing can work, and we can definitely win games against hard opposition doing what we're doing. And as we move on to later, it also shows what we've been saying all year: it's going to be an up down season where you think it's just about to click and we're going to go on a run, and maybe it doesn't quite happen. But I think you know we've said from a start to expect that this year. And where we are looking at the moment in 16th place, I think our form has slightly picked up points per game than, say, the first eight matches. Perhaps we'll be in on course for somewhere between 10th and 15th finish is what I'm saying right now. I think we'll be in, in that mix there. We're only, you know, yeah. what we're there basically now is 16th, um, technically joint on points with Forest to a 15th. So, you know, we're looking good, basically. I think there's plenty of time for us to tweak it, improve it, iron out the errors but also get personnel in to help with that so like maybe the centre backs as we've said there's a lot of uh, competition there but probably need a little bit more comfort on the ball you know we're playing wing backs there and I'm sure there'd be what you can get in one or two people that maybe we'll have to sell some but would probably help Grimes is still widely expected to go so who comes in for him and what happens in the midfield as a result of that and I'm sure one one more attacking player at least and then maybe right right uh, wide as well, because obviously if Led doesn't play, I still can't. Latobodia still for me is not the answer, but we'll yeah. talk more about the negatives when we get to the Birmingham game. When we move on to the second goal in the West Brom game, which came from Patterson, who we've already been singing the praises for. I guess we've got his assist. Bro, <laughs> Perot to Patterson this time, repaying the favour, but. What a fantastic finish this was by Patterson again. Ah, yeah. Like it's so well taken, wasn't it? And just yeah. the touch, and then that Meg on Bartley as well of all people, and then just to poke it in is yeah, great finish, so clinical. Danced through the defence basically, and toe poked it, didn't he? 
Yeah, Puro and Patson and JP. JP squared. Yeah. That's what you tweeted out the other day, isn't it? Yeah. JP squared. <laughs> that's what I have to call them. JP squared. Who, who yeah. you know, forget about MSN from back in the day. Yeah, JP squared. No stopping it. Um, did Bartley get a good reception? I don't think. Well, I don't think he had any reception. Did they not really. care at this point? Just done. Yeah, I just don't too, think too it was any. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I don't really got a big. Uh, I don't think there's this sort of a big sort of relationship there, is there? Played a couple of games in the Premiership. That was about it, wasn't it? I don't think he was that bad for us. Actually, he was all right now and then. He was in a period where it was a couple of different managers over a couple of months, and no one knew the best defence was. Like Guizelin was using Amat, and um, yeah, I don't know who. Maybe Bartley was with him, or Fernandez and Amat, maybe or Mawson. I can't, I can't. I really can't remember. And then Bob Bradley might have used Bartley a bit more. Clement as well. Like, he might have used him. He had a more. good. He had a good spell. I think Bartley. He had a good. He had a good like run of games. I remember. He, Started against you did Arsenal when we beat them. Yeah, so he did have a good couple of games for us, but I yeah, yeah, just, he didn't play a lot. Did he? he just couldn't nail down the championship down a team uh, a position, could he? Like, yeah, I think the championship is his level as well, though. Yeah, probably. Unless he like gets in the right system, perhaps under the right manager in the Prem, that's like yeah. a Burnley or something. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's Kyle Bartley. I mean, at West Brom, been there basically since since he left us, hasn't he? I, th- I think that's where he went. Yeah, I think through. so. Yeah. Okay, looking at the team for this one, then obviously Corey Smith did keep his place, but he he actually replaced Downs in the centre of the park, and Sham comes in for the attacking role. Felton did return to the bench, did manage to get on the pitch. First, we saw of Walsh for a while though. Walsh coming on ahead of Felton. Smith obviously started there instead of either when he's been used in the more further forward role. Clear to see the peck in order is Grimes, Downs, then Smith in the centre midfield. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then it seems Walsh and then Felton. So, still feeling the week week goes by, week by week and Felton might be on his last legs. You, you can't be happy. I think he's gone now. He's got to be gone. He hasn't played. When was the last time he played? He played against Brighton, didn't he, in the cup? I think his uh, last game was uh, off the bench against our H- Huddersfield when we won. Was uh, it Huddersfield? Might have been. That was his sure. last league I appearance, think. anyway. I think he's done now. I think we probably may see him off the bench now and again when we get into the Christmas. One or two injuries. With the tight fixtures. That's it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he's way down in the pecking order now with Russell Martin, which is yeah. a bit of a shame that it didn't work out because I quite like him, but it doesn't work with some managers. It doesn't work. Does it? Yeah, I just I just realised it wasn't even the West Brom game he got on the bench for. It was the uh, Birmingham game, and and Walsh didn't come off the bench. Yeah, Birmingham, came off yeah. the bench in Birmingham game. So we'll, we'll move on to that anyway. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, Birmingham then, obviously. I think I, I don't really know. They've got Lee Bowyer there now, obviously he came in last season. I think they beat us when he came in and, and he said that Steve Cooper was predictable in the way that we were playing. Yeah. And that's when the next week we changed formation after he made those comments in the press. Quite interesting. Um so yeah, I guess he's always been, you know, his teams are quite tricky to play against, quite defensive. And they were, I believe, for the first half of this game. It seemed I, I didn't watch this one either, I was in work, so I listened to a lot of it on the radio, but it seemed the first half I'm not saying we had any clear-cut chances or dominated or anything like that, but 
we had all the ball from looking at the Twitter feed. You know, people were saying our oh, goal is going to come any time now, but it um, didn't come. Not for us, anyway. Half time was nil nil, and he said about a bad start in the West Brom game, where we conceded in like the second minute. Well, after half time here, we conceded in the second minute after half time, where Troy Deeney scores, assisted by Tanner Chong. He said he was going to have a good season at Birmingham. But yeah, it had to be that man, Dini. By all accounts, good finish. Um, yeah, it was. It was a good finish, not fair. He's, he's a top striker. If you're going to give him the service, you know he's the sort of player that will put it in the back of the net. Uh, we need to stop the cross, I think, in that situation. Yeah, like Chong is on his own, isn't he? We kind of get caught out a bit there. Yeah. Um, no, it was a good finish from Dini, in all fairness. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> it's a good ball, obviously. I guess it, it, the ball whips behind the defence, behind Norton, and well, yeah, he's just got to pick a spot at that point. But I'm just—I don't really know what you could say. You could do better. I think, yeah, you are right. It's just making sure that ball doesn't get to Chong with the opportunity to cross it. But that could be part of the problem when we've got Bennett playing on the right side of the three centre backs, because as soon as any yeah. player goes past him, if Led as the right wing back is further up the pitch. You know, there's no one catching up to the the forward player in that situation. Bennett is not gonna catch up to ninety percent of forwards in this league. I would say. Ah, no, I agree. You know, he's good at stopping them, get past him, and he's he's got a good football brain on him. Where often as well, he's he gets booked quite a lot because he's got to just bring them down. Uh, cynically, yeah. obviously, there's a time and a place to do that where you can get away with it, even if it's a yellow card and you get away with it that way. But yeah, it's it's definitely a pro, and that's what I say when it comes to the centre backs and Russell Martin's system. I think we could look at that area as getting other options in, perhaps. Yeah, I think so. He's all right, um, Ben, isn't he? Like in the, against West Brom and uh, Cardiff, especially. He's yeah. All right, done well. I thought he was good on the ball as well. Yeah, he's um, definitely not been bad. Just think again. Like I just don't think. Can do three games in a week. No, and also, no. We'll I will talk about this at the end of the game. We'll finish the game first. Now, yeah, say that after. No, I, I, I don't think he's bad. He's been, he's been quite good. I'm just obviously highlighting an area of weakness, and I think teams oh, yeah, would yeah. look at that as an opportunity. Look at Bennett. Look at his, his sort of pace, and that's where you can attack us probably because you know how much we're pushing up. If you can isolate, you'd be saying and get a ball past. You'd be saying him. to your four. You'd be saying to your forward players, pull on that side, wouldn't you? Just sort of yeah. pull away down that flank in between Led and uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and okay, so obviously we go one 0 down, and then there's the first goal for the club for Michael Obafami. Did you see the goal? Yeah, it's good news. Great yeah. ball from Manning. Yeah, unbelievable ball from Manning. In all fairness, and great first touch for him as well, and and a good finish as well. Yeah, he had a similar chance not long before that. It was quite similar. He sort of peeled into that channel and um and got the shot away. So he sort of it was sort of his like second chance, which he uh, he put away quite well. It's good news to have another player coming on and scoring goals. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's good to have another striker that that can finish. He was a good finish, good run as well, like you said, and a good different option to Peru because Peru's not exactly the slowest, but I think Oberfem is definitely quicker. And we have noted, I think it's noticeable. We have started using over-the-top balls as another sort of string to our bow, a little bit more for the forwards. Obviously, against West Brom, we said, for Peru's goal. 
that was kind of a case-by-case -case thing because of their high line. But if the opportunity's there and the player's making the run and you can find him, you know, one of the other advantages of having like Manning in the centre-back role, who's good and comfortable on the ball, which is why he's there, is that he can pick yeah, one of those passes out. Norton can also pick those passes out. We know the centre midfields can. Um, you know, Downs and Grimes, obviously, with Smith here, not Downs. So, you know, it gives us more options. And obviously, as a result, we've scored a couple more goals with another option. It also then means teams defending against us know, okay, well, they're doing this sort of thing now. So, they, in terms of us being a little bit easier to def defend against earlier in the year when we were just trying to pass it around and create the gaps, now we're trying new things. It asks more questions. And then maybe more opportunities come as a result, even going back to the old way of just passing. It's, it's just, yeah, asking more questions is always a good thing for attacking because the defenders don't know where to defend. Yeah, no, you're right. they got two very different strikers there, Pro and uh, Oberfemi, which is good for us. Yeah. And both, it seems like, can, can finish really well. So I'm really quite excited about that. I'm glad he got a, he got a goal. Because it was weird. I don't know I don't know what was going on before. I know Martin sort of touched on it and he said, you know, he's um, not quite ready and... Well, like he got, he got he injured, wasn't... didn't he? So I guess well, you know maybe they yeah, just eased him back. Yeah, but it'd be good. I again, I'd be interested to see when we have a fully fully fit squad if they can what, play together. what they can actually do. Because I just think we've got Perot, Obafemi, and Cham, and Patterson. Um, I mean, how would you? Well, it's, how forward, would you fit three, them all in? it's four four players, three positions. You've got Cullen there as well, but you'd imagine he's not really ahead of any of those. You obviously got to just keep them on their toes, and whoever's not performing, don't start. Or you look at the team you're playing and what's the best options. And I think the other ones quite likely always going to come off the bench if they're fit. So, but then saying that, you've also got the option of putting Cham into centre midfield, so you could get them all on the pitch, like at home against yeah. you know maybe someone that we're expected to beat at home. It's a statement, isn't yeah, it? Sure. I mean, yeah, I, I, I am. This is why I'm still sort of quite excited because we like we've seen glimpses of how good we can be, but like you can all you can see yeah. that it is still going to get better. When, yeah, I mean, you could even, you know, you may even experiment and drop Perot behind Obafemi, you know, because Perot is going to sort of come in deep and balls going through. Yeah, well, behind Perot's him. also played number ten in the past, doesn't he? Like Steve Cooper used him there. Yeah, friendly. I think, I think that could be. That could be a dangerous combination if Obafemi's up front and Perot and Patterson behind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. I'd be excited to see that as well. Looking at the other goal then that we conceded, so we obviously lost this game 2-1. So the, the the winning goal for Birmingham then. I believe like after we equalised, they came more into the game on top of us. We're, as much as maybe we were controlling the first half, they definitely got a top yeah. of us in the second half. Russell Martin spoke afterwards about you know it being quite a demanding week. They put a lot of effort into the Cardiff and the West Brom games, and we come up a little bit short with our fitness in this one. And you know to to be honest, fair enough. I think that that's completely makes sense and honest, and you know address the fact that yeah. we need to get better in that regard. And I think you know we can't really complain because we thought it would be the other way around where we maybe go to Birmingham and win, and not so much against West Brom. It's a good sign yeah. to see that we can beat the teams like West Brom, even if we've gone away now to Birmingham and lost. I still, you still, if you win your own games, and then get something out of your away games where you can, that's always a good, like sort of foundation. Yeah, I mean, I have Martin was spot on when he said it was a game too far for too many of the players. There's obviously some players there that are not still not fit. 
Yeah. You know, when we said about Bennett, maybe can't play three games in a week. And, you know, Norton maybe, even though, you know, they didn't, they didn't exactly play bad, I don't think. They weren't awful, but yeah. um, it's hard to play three games. And I will say as well, um, we played Sunday as well. So we played Sunday and then Saturday. So we had less than a week with the three games in there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> six days in there. So three games is six days. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so, uh, that must be so hard. Um, yeah. You know, it was it was a poor result, and I was gutted because I think, you know, we probably should beat Birmingham. I think if when we play at our best, but I think if if I put it into context, that week where all the championship played three games, how many teams do you think won all three games in a week? Probably just Bournemouth, is it? There was there was three teams that won all three. Bournemouth, Fulham. Yeah, top two. And Bournemouth and Fulham. I'm gonna say. Oh. There is a I bit of a, a think, red pair in this one. I can't think. Oh, who's QPR or someone? No, it was Middlesbrough. Oh, Middlesbrough. But then, but but then again, Middlesbrough they had Cardiff played... Cardiff though, didn't they? So that's, that's a free... And Middlesbrough played Cardiff. Um, Cardiff, Barnsley home, and Peterborough home. That's a decent... So they had quite a nice, had a nice week of fixtures there. That's three um, teams so fighting yeah. relegation at the early stage of the season. <clears throat> but it's the only... It's, it was basically only... Take, well, fair play to Middlesbrough winning all three games in the week because you still got to do it because it's a hard league. But if you just uh, look, it was just the top two teams that won all three games yeah. um, in the week. So it just shows that it's just it's just such a hard league, and they've got all the options to rotate all the time, haven't they? Bournemouth have looked like they're on another level as well, <clears throat> and we've played Fulham away. Yeah. We know what they're all about. We didn't even have a bad game up there and lost three one. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's just the nature <laughs> of the championship, isn't it? Sorry, I got a bit of a frog in my throat, but um. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. Like, you can't really. I think this would have been disappointing had we lost against West Brom as well. But I think you put that into context, and they probably did give a lot into that game to get that result. They did play really well, and <clears throat> even the first half of this game, you maybe wouldn't have said we would lose a two-one. So fitness is the issue, as Martin is saying. Going further into the game, we struggled more, which is what the signs were earlier this season. You know, yep. it does make sense. It does add up. So, um, <clears throat> anyway, one thing that highlights to me as well, if he's acknowledging some of the players, he was a step too far, three games in one week. He didn't make the changes to account for that. So it comes back to my yeah. point about he still needs people to fit into his system. He's clearly found people he trusts and are working with the system well. And as much as he probably would, you know, use the other players when he needs to. He obviously still would prefer to use these players who he trusts at a 75% fitness level than he yeah. would at other players. And unfortunately, that includes the likes of Fulton and um, I guess some of the other defenders that aren't really, like Reece, even Reese Williams at this point. Reese Williams. And, uh, who else yeah. was on the bench for the this? Bango didn't come on again. getting on the pitch that much. I know he did come on off the bench. Cullen, I, I don't think I would fit Cullen into the category because I think he knows Cullen is his like reserve forward. I feel like that is Cullen's role. Yeah. Um, I think if you think it's interesting, or you know, you are right. It's quite interesting to look at it because obviously he rested Bidwell, or Bidwell wasn't even on the bench, so I don't know if he had a knock. But I mean, he played Latibodia wide. I think. Yeah, didn't he? I he think Manning, like, Manning missed out against West Brom, and Bidwell missed out against Birmingham. Yeah. So he's obviously yeah. used. I believe that's the case, isn't it? Because he used someone else in centre-back yeah, yeah. against West Brom. Cabana, I was right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. He's obviously rested each one of those. It's just He's just done it one by one there. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I guess I know, they're both like, I mean, for the next game. I mean, on paper, it would make sense if you put man in wide and bring another centre-half in, but yeah. instead he's put man in centre-half, put Latabodia wide rather than bring in, play in Reese williams or... Yeah. You know, um, or so even, or even playing left back, road, yeah, at the back, yeah. So you've got a left back playing the back left three centre and centre back playing. But yeah, you think it's yeah, an so... easy switch to be in their natural positions, but with the style that he's playing, he wants Manning in that centre back role. Yeah, I mean, we all thought he was stranger beginning of the season, but playing there regularly now, Manning isn't he? And playing well. I think that's that's his position now, isn't it? Under under Martin. Yeah. I, I was going to say as well. Obviously, we're talking about the squad depth. Um, or not squad depth, but the lack of maybe rotation. Unfortunately, Sofa Score doesn't give me the team for the under twenty threes. But I don't know if you saw their team against um, the, that their last game. I'll see if I can find it quickly on Twitter. They basically played like eight first team players in the under twenty three okay. game. Yeah, so I'll I shall try my best to pull that up. While I'm pulling this up, let's have, let's actually talk about what I said we were going to talk about the goal. Um, oh, yeah. We mentioned Bennett earlier, having you know, not as much as he had a good time recently in his system, and out of the defenders available, he's clearly the one that he wants to use. He didn't really, well, it was it was his fault really for the third, this the second goal Birmingham scored. So he's sort of done a long pass from the centre-back area. Kind of like a clearance, but I guess he's trying to find someone. But he gets intercepted by Birmingham on the halfway line. We put it straight back to the forwards. And as a result of that, our defence is not in the right positions. Same theme as what I always say. When we lose the ball in our half, we're not ready for the attack that comes after it. And they play the ball um, through two. Let me just check to get his name right. Riley McGree. McCree, yeah, I said McGree, yeah, yeah. McCree. and yeah, good finish by him. I think Ben Aimer actually oh. mixed the. It might not be him with the yeah, shot, was it actually? Good yeah, I think him. it was. He was he was really lucky because he makes the save and it just sort of trickles through and he's got to tap in then. But I think oh, he yeah, does get quite fortunate with the finish. Yeah, it is. Um, Tanith Chong's there. And, like, I'm going to take the scraps, but he's like, nah, no, nah, none of that. <laughs> yeah, um. Russell Martin said as well in his interview, and I haven't seen it, he said he was convinced that it was offside in the build-up. To I'm going to try to pause, I'll go right in front of me now. He says Tanith Chong is offside. Yeah, Tanith Chong is offside, but the ball doesn't go to him. Is it before that? I don't know. He said um, in the build-up. I would say, I'm looking, so as the ball is played to this McCree, which, I don't know, I think it's Dini who dinks it over to him on the right-hand side, so he's kind of in between Manning and... Oh, not sure who it is actually. Maybe Grimes. He makes the run. But Tanith Chong is in the centre of the pitch, offside, in between like Grimes and Bennett, but there's a bigger gap there. The ball isn't going in that direction. Oh, I don't know then. So he comes back yeah, offside and then he runs forward in the play. But obviously at that point, the Birmingham player's got the ball running through and goal, so he would be onside at that point. So for me, I don't think he's interfering in the play for Martin to say like yeah, he's offside. I guess you could argue yeah. he's distracting any of the other defenders, but they're not really going to him to mark him. And like nah. Bennett, for example, is very high as Tanith Chong's coming back. He's not looking at Chong. He's kind of looking at um, Norton, who goes in for a sliding tackle on Deeney as Deeney's dinking it. 
it's as if Ben is anticipating us winning the ball back to ready to like push up. However, obviously we don't, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Shit, I got to react now," but he's he's too far back because if if the, the Birmingham player wanted to cut it back to Chong, Chong's got to tap in because Bennett didn't react quicker, and it was obviously him who also gave the ball away in the first place. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know if it was maybe if it was before that, maybe a bit before in the build up. I'm not sure how far back he's going, yeah. or if it is that. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're quite unlucky just with the. Um, just with the what's it called? I've lost my train of thought now. Yeah. I just with the finish because it bounces off Hamer, and, and it just, just manages to... to get a tap in. Yeah. I think like on another day it could go wide or it falls to the one of the defenders. And I think we were probably good value for a draw. We didn't do enough to win the game, but uh, I think we were good value for a draw there. So to have potentially seven points in the week, you know, win your two home games and get a point on the road, I think we did enough to get that. But it just didn't go away on Saturday, so we'll uh, we'll take it. Yeah. I've just gone a little bit further back and I see what you might be talking about. So the original ball, which is lumped forward before Bennett clears it. Um, it might Chong, be that, Chong is on the line with, in between Bennett and Norton. You can't quite see if he's offside. The camera doesn't come quick enough. Um, Bennett's ah, right. calling yeah. for it. It doesn't get given, obviously. But, all right, fair enough. You might have a point there. But I would, in response to that, say we got the possession back and didn't deal with it properly after that moment. So... That's oh, where yeah. the, the problem is. No, like I just like if that's what Russell Martin's saying, don't want to criticize Martin or whatever, but for me, you look at that and it's like, okay, yeah, it should have been offside potentially. But Bennett did have an opportunity for then to, to nullify that attack and he's given the ball away and that's resulted in the goal. So, you know, we could have changed yep. that on our own um terms. I know. But just it was annoying because I think Birmingham had not won a game in like seven, I think it was, and then I don't know. It's just it's so frustrating, especially after the way they played. It was just such a cutting result because I think like nine points there would have been massive. Yeah, week, but it, I think it would have been massive. kind of greedy at that point. But yeah, as I said, like only it would have put us two, up to twelve if teams. we had uh, if we had won that. Yeah, I know. But I know only three teams in the whole league won three games in the week. So yeah, so we'll take two of them at the top two. Positive week on the whole. Um, against Birmingham, yeah. we had seventy-two percent possession. So like. You know, we know what we're going to have now. It's it's expected. We're going to be up there against all of the teams. I'd be surprised if we don't finish top of the league on possession stats by the end of the year. Not that that wins you anything. Um, two big chances. Birmingham had three. We had seven shots. They had fifteen. We only had one on target, whereas they had six. Okay, so the last thing on this game, I think, before we move on, um, I just want to sort of give a bit of a shout out to Ben Hamer in goals. So Russell Martin's also sort of been talking positively about his influence um, and his calmness more than anything. I don't want to criticise Bender because he's still young, but I think since Hamer's come in, Martin was pointing this out, the team just feels a lot more comfortable at the back with the ball. And as a result of that, yeah. obviously it can bring more positives up the pitch then. But um, he's also made some really big saves. I think he made one against Cardiff right at the start. We mentioned... Uh, the Giles chance, and you know there was a couple, I think, against West Brom, and a couple in this game as well. He made one massive save by all accounts uh, from Birmingham that kept us in the game at that point. I think they would have gone two 0 up. So, yeah, what do you think about Ben Hamer's performance this season? You can, de- oh, you can definitely tell the difference since he's come in. And I want to criticise Ben as well because I don't, I don't, I'm not going to do that too much, but you can just see how different it is now, like at the beginning of the season when he was just doing some 
wild things. We didn't know if that was the way Martin wanted to play, you know, with him coming out ridiculous lengths and then you know trying to take on strikers and stuff all the time. Yeah. But it's clearly not the way he wanted him to play. Um, and yeah, since Hamer's come in, he's been excellent. Yeah, Mister, yeah, is. I think you're right. I think the defenders in front of him are definitely more comfortable now on the ball since he's gone in. Yeah. Well, I say that we sort of went back to our old ways early on in the game, didn't we? Did you see the Grimes one when he just passes it to uh, one of the Birmingham players going through? I think they were sort of trying to play out from the back. Grimes hits a yeah one off the side of his foot, I think, and it just goes straight to a Birmingham player. Yeah, one yeah, that could have been a bad start there as well. Yeah, it's going to happen, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah. Look, it's part of what happens with this type of football. It used to happen under the other guys, the other managers that did it too sometimes, and it's about how you react to it really and learn from your mistakes. So just got to hold your hands up and do better next time. Yeah. Um. Obviously mentioned yeah. the under twenty three squad that had a bunch of first teamers oh, yeah. in. So it was against Exeter, I believe. Um. I think could be wrong in the team. It doesn't quite it doesn't say in the in the report for some reason. Oh sorry, Watford. Watford in the professional development league. So he was there under twenty threes as well, I think. And we had Bender, Reese Williams, Brandon Cooper, Jay Felton, Liam Walsh and Morgan Whitaker all started. My God. So they definitely get some Reece, under the belt. Reese Williams is a strange one. I don't know. What's going on he there? I the thought that he was going to come. Didn't he? And it, he came off against Cardiff, wasn't he? Or was it West Brom? West Brom, he came off. I think I'm mixing up the two, but yeah, I don't know. It's just I thought when we made the signing, I thought he was going to be straight in there and be one of the three all season. But I don't know, something's not quite worked out there yet. I mean, yeah, Gee, he didn't get in right at the start, so yeah, 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 it's true. Have to see what happens. And we'll have we'll have to use like Guayhi for every like lone player that doesn't work out straight away now. Just, <laughs> yeah. As he was rubbish at the start, and now he's class. Yeah. yeah. Okay, moving on then. So word on Wine Street. Looking at the news this week, there isn't too much to talk about, uh, but there's been more sort of talk and rumours and news, if you like, or articles about Jay Felton and going on Nottingham Forest links. Obviously, saying that. Steve Cooper's keen on a reunion with midfield favourite, is what they're saying. And the fact that he's not really playing, he's played just 223 minutes this season in the Championship, is feeding into the agenda that he might go as in there, basically. Um, yeah. He's played 14 minutes since he captained the team against Brighton, Fortunas. So yeah, I mean... It's, I think it's very expected. And it's not going to be the biggest shock in football if uh, no. ends up a forest in January. I think we're I think we're expecting that now. But if that frees up um, some more funds for us to bring in another player, like nothing against Fulton, I thought I think he's been great for us. I would like to keep him. I'd but like to see him get some more then. game time. If he's not playing and he doesn't fit in the Russell Martin system, then it makes sense that he goes and yeah. uh, we bring someone else in that does fit the system. Yeah, exactly. Um... I also saw rumours that Steve Cooper is keen on bringing or working again with Rian Brewster. Ah, oh, no. No, no, that one would hurt. I feel no, like I if Brewster goes there, then they could definitely be uh, a contender for playoffs. That one would really hurt if um, Brewster goes there. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Yeah, probably got 
Well, I mean, if you can get if you can get a tune out of him, which Sheffield United haven't been able to do, which Cooper was able to do when he was here, I think uh, they'll definitely be floating around the top six. I think probably going to score against us if that happens. Well, at least we play them at home for January. You can't so score we'll in the yeah. We'd only be playing against Fulton and Brewster probably once. Yeah. So also, um, no, actually that's it. I've got nothing else to talk about. You got any news that you've seen? Uh, no, I was just having just look at the championship in general. Now I think we're sort of over a quarter of the way through. Now I just think I was looking at Bournemouth stats, and I know we picked them to do well. I think we had them to win the league, didn't we? And our it's ridiculous. You they, convinced me to put them goals. top. I think I had them a little bit lower down, but you convinced me to put them top. Yeah. Um, I just yeah, I thought they would. I I thought they would win the league, but I didn't think they would be this dominant so early on with a new manager. I I haven't seen many of the games actually, so I can't comment on how they play. But you know, they've drawn four games and won ten out of fourteen, and they've only conceded eight goals in fourteen games. It's ridiculous. That's for the championship. Um. Yeah, they they're just flying at the moment. But just want to look at the playoffs. So obviously you've got like Bournemouth, Fulham, and West Brom top three expected. Um, and then I think we had Middlesbrough, didn't we, to sort of be in the playoff area? Yeah, and QPR, um, which are just below. Yeah, and they are, so they're just below. And then and Stoke Luton actually. And Coventry. Yeah, Luton and Coventry, fourth and fifth. I think I said like I fancied Luton to do well. I don't know how long they'll stay there, but that's quite funny though. It's like. Coventry and Luton, fourth and fifth. Yeah, Luton's form's pretty good. They haven't lost in the last five. Three wins, two draws. Coventry look like it's fallen off a bit more. They had a really good start, didn't yeah. they? Um, yeah. But they're still there, up there. Like you know, They can have a little bit of a bad spell and stay there. Then yeah. bodes well for their season. But these teams we're talking about, well, not Coventry, but Luton, QPR. Did we have Middlesbrough up there? I can't remember. Maybe we had them more mid-table. Mid, mid but they're only four points ahead of us. Yeah, that's tight in there. There's about, how many is that? Three, four, five, six, it's like eight teams on 21 points. Yeah. That's tight to the moment. Blackpool surprising me there in 11th. Yeah, it's, it's chaos. But it's, if we can keep in touch with our top pack, you don't want to, you don't want the gap to open up there and be no. in that like bottom half. Um, Cardiff, obviously. Mick <laughs> McCarthy's now gone. I thought Sheffield were um, going to start working their way up, uh, but they've started again in recent uh, two wins in the last five, which I know is the same as us. Yeah. We got a draw in there too, but I just thought they had two wins back to back after all their, the bad start of the season, and I thought that was it. Then I thought they were coming to move up the league, but it it's been a bit up and down. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, I thought I expected better from them. I thought they were going to be one of the ones that would push up a bit more. But I think we had them in second, didn't we? Yeah, we had Middlesbrough, uh, Bournemouth top, and Sheffield United. It will be interesting. I tell you, part of the reason I guess Bournemouth are doing so well, and it's a signing that's kind of snuck under the radar for me. Gary Cahill. Yeah. On a free it's transfer true. there. Like. Yeah, like I said, they've only conceded eight goals all season, fourteen games. Yeah, surely, like that's he's got to be a big part of that. Just I mean, that Solanke's experience. Goals, yeah. yeah, they can score goals, but like you said, it's the not conceding that's probably getting them a couple of the wins. I'm just looking at their I'm just looking at their starting lineup for the weekend. You got Kelly at the back as well, who's got experience with K So you've got two solid centre halves there. Really two solid experienced centre halves. 
you got no just picking out picking out the bigger names. You got Lerma in there. Dylan is in there. Solanke. The bench is you know, Mepham as well, could you know, decent centre half for the championship. Arconde as it was promoted with Brentford as we know. Stanislas and Jamal Lowe on the bench. It's a ridiculous yeah, squad. They've got <clears throat> I mean I think they're gonna go up this year. Oh yeah. Yeah, like, it'd be interesting to see now. We got them in two weeks, haven't we? Oh yeah, I mean, wait. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be interesting to see. But we'll revisit that yeah. maybe um, in a couple of weeks' time. See what's yeah. going on. So, yeah. looking ahead then, so the build-up, so the next game, last section, obviously, where we look ahead to what's what's going on. Only got the one one game to look forward to this week. There's no midweek uh, fixture, but it's probably a good thing for us after last week. You know, we were talking about the tiredness for the Birmingham game, maybe being part of the reason why we fell off and ended up losing that game. So this week, Peterborough uh, at home. So Peterborough are a bit lower down than us. They are twentieth. They are three points behind, but. They did have some bad form, but they picked up six points in the last two games, which has lifted them out of relegation zone. So those two wins have come against Hull City, which is more of a like probably direct match in there. That's a relegation rival that they're playing against. Yeah. They came up with them last season. And then you got QPR, they've won 2-1 against on the weekend just gone. Tricky game, potentially, but I feel like we need to, we need to win this one to like sort of stamp the fact that the system is turning round and we're looking again results. If we can just consistently get them against the teams that are down there. I understand it might be like a flip flop season as I said earlier, but I know against like Peterborough, that's the teams you want to be alright yeah, we're gonna beat them. But then I don't want to write them off because yeah. it's not going to be that easy. So you know anyone could be oh, anyone yeah. in the league. Like you said, only three points off us. But it is one of them banana skin games. It's the one we should win this year, you know, promoted side. Um, I will be gutted if we don't get three points at home against Peterborough. No disrespect to them, um, but I just yeah, I think it's just game a game we got to be winning. But like I said, it's an, like this week we're lucky because there's no midweek game. We're starting with Peterborough, it's another three game week, and we've got hard fixtures after Peterborough. So we've got Peterborough home, and then it's Coventry away, who are in the playoffs, and then Bournemouth away on Saturday. So I think it's a game that. We need to get three points from because we've got two hard away games after that. Yeah, I think uh, we may see some changes against Peterborough. Maybe at home, maybe you know. Oh, yeah, I don't think he's often kept bit. the same team mind. I I cannot get my fixture my no, my team predictions. I've not got a hundred percent once on Fanhub this year. To forget, if you oh, want to join funny. Fanhub to message us for a code or have a look in the description below, there should be one there. You can put your predictions in and have a look at a lot of Swansea content, not just us and other championship content as well. And you get a chance every month to win tickets to a match of, well, a, well I don't know what match, but a match for your team. So yeah, check that out. But um, yeah, I cannot get the team prediction right. I, have not, I haven't done it once. The last three games, I'm like, yeah, I've got it this time. I've definitely got it. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, Latipodia's on the left wing. I'm like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, that's, that's what done me. I consistently get nine. I always get nine every week, but I had ten on Saturday, and the only one was Bidwell coming out for Latvia. Oh, so you, that, you did had... drop downs then? Yeah, because I think he went off at half time and he against West Brom. Yeah, Bronx, I didn't so know I that he was injured though. I just thought it was like maybe tactical. 
Yeah, so I did Crime Smith, Patterson, and Charman Pro. But then it was only the, the one that I can't pick is just the back three all the time. I can never pick the back three. I got that right this time, and then bloody put Latvoda on the left wing. So who are you picking as the back three for Peterborough? Oh, I think that Norton keeps his place again in the middle and Manning will be on the left. I think he might give Bennett a rest this week and play uh, Cabango or Reese Williams, maybe. I don't think he will. He I, I, think, I think Latabodia swaps out for Bidwell on the left wing back and that's it. Because there's, like, there's no midweek game, so why is he going to give Bennett a rest when he didn't give him one last week? No, but I mean, like considering you've got Coventry away and then uh, Bournemouth away on Saturday, you may want to keep Bennett fit for those games. Maybe I think I think you win your own game. Wins. You win your own game against Peterborough. Maybe make a little yeah, no, I, change against for Coventry and then have your full team out against Bournemouth again. I but. think I think you're right. I he probably won't change it too much because he hasn't all season. But I think. Now, Bennett is a good defensive player, so I yeah. think at home I'd like to see him play. Yeah, I agree. Um, someone who can bring it out a bit more, but then again, we're not we're not really blessed in that area. But Cabango played well against West Brom, bringing it forward. Yeah, and in the Messi for like thirty seconds, and he oh, yeah, yeah, taking well, everybody on. That was that was a good moment. That was. Yeah, <laughs> look, I think it would be good to see Bennett switched out for a game, just to keep his legs fresh. If anything, like you said, and just to give the others opportunities to see if anyone can stamp authority in that role. But um, <clears throat> he's played in three games in a row, but I thought, thought he would have rested him for one of them. So I'm just doubtful at this point. I think for my prediction, I'll be keeping him in. And then I'll probably be wrong because I can't get it right. No, yeah. I know, yeah. I did take him out for one of those in the week and obviously he didn't get dropped. So, yeah, I think the rest of the team probably going to stay pretty similar as well. It depends if Downs is available, maybe he comes back in. For either Smith and Cham, I can't really decide because he seems to like Smith in that role. Yeah. Unless and Cham is good. fully fit now, and Smith was good when he went back into uh, like Downs' role. But yeah, I still don't like him playing as part of the um, like the front four, front three. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's everything for this week. Then, have you got anything else you want to speak about before we go? No, nothing. Nothing for me. No. So let's uh, let's go and get another three points and start keep well keep the momentum positive momentum going. It will be three wins in four games if we can get a win against Peterborough, which would be our best run of form all season because it would have been a draw in that as well in the last five. So that would be ten points from fifteen if we can win the next game. It's good form. It's good form, isn't yeah. it? Um, so I would be happy with that. So let's see what happens. Um, if you enjoyed our content, don't forget you can subscribe. We're trying to now hit 500 after getting to 400, our last goal. Um, so please click the big red button. Don't forget to like the video as well because that helps more people see our stuff. It sort of tells YouTube that you, you like what we're doing and you know pushes it out then to more Swansea fans who might not be aware of what we're doing. And engage in the comments as well. Let us know what you think. Um, let us know what you think about the last week. How happy are you with the three results? Would you have taken six points out of nine before it kicked off? Or were you disappointed that maybe we should have got nine after we beat the first two? Let us know what you think and what you think maybe going into the Peterborough game as well. But having said all that, we shall see you in the next video. So thanks for watching or listening and uh, have a good week. See you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.